Everyone ready? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I uh <laughs> oh listen here, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Jane. I came up in full metal RPG, and in full metal RPG we use an SM58. You talk about hard times, hard time, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, all my all my gear is from when I was uh, trying to be a musician, and so I have all this oh. music music gear, and I just and like when when you are like a musician, dude. I don't know. Maybe other people here are musicians and can speak to this, but like the Sure uh, SM58 is the like most like rugged microphone in existence. It's just like is that just what always really works. So Who? For you, Rudy Ratzinger from Vump Scott. <laughs> you know it is, isn't it? That's so fucking funny because I, I'm like, I'm like, wait, is that? Are you making a Vump Scott reference or are you making a fucking like Pope, Pope, uh, fucking pious or whatever the reference? Because like that guy's a Ratzinger too. Like, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I'm sure that's what he uses to fucking distort the fuck out of his vocals because you don't need to like actually capture anything with any detail. <laughs> no, no, not even slightly. Yeah. Do, do you know that that guy's, I mean, not to like hate on people for their physical appearance, but did you know that guy's like morbidly obese? No, I, I think I did. I think he's a big lad like, but. Yeah, yeah. That's why he doesn't ever perform. That's why like Wumpscud is like entirely just about like uh like it's, albums yeah. i always just assumed he just couldn't recreate a lot of the stuff he does live because there's a lot of shit going on isn't there uh, i don't know he can do enough of it you could do enough of it yeah. that you'd be able to quote unquote perform but that that, that leads into a, a bigger question about like whether industrial music is performance at all or if it's just people doing karaoke of their own songs you know <laughs> well that is a strong <laughs> argument to be honest with you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen how electronics band fucking play? It's like two guys <laughs> playing chess, just turning yeah. dials. That's literally it for like an hour. I, yeah. I saw Kraftwerk, and that was just four Germans on laptops, but it was yeah. fucking wicked. Like that, that yeah. was like that's all right though, because you guys invented this shit. But yeah, it was just four German lads just playing. We couldn't. Might have been someone else. I don't know what they fucking look like. Just four lads. That's it, isn't it? It's, it's a lot yeah. of these bands, you don't have a fucking clue what they look no like. Clue. Just, yeah. You don't even know whether they're playing live. They could just be having a fucking no. a banking like knobs and a twist in it. Listen to fucking their own Listen to, I don't know, Dolly Parton on the mic, yeah. I, I saw um, Lather Strip mm. uh, in Montreal like 15 years ago. And he literally, the dude, he like, he didn't even bring like a band or at all. He literally just came out onto the stage, like opened up a laptop, hit play, and then <laughs> sang over his own songs. And I was just like, <laughs> I am literally watching this guy do karaoke right now. And then I'm like, turned to one of my friends, and I was like, well, that was a bit disappointing, the guy who I went to the show with. And he goes, that was amazing. Oh, my, oh my God, that was amazing. I'm just like, oh, okay. All right, dude. 
that's shit. That is fucking shit. A fucking, yeah. yeah, that is karaoke, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's this is karaoke. It's yeah. goth karaoke, man. Well, uh, right, Connor, are you gonna do the intro? Uh, yeah, which which is this? Us oh, is fucking middle of crisis, is one, isn't it? Right, okay, right. Well met, listeners. It is episode sixty-three of Middle Earth Crisis. We are joined by two special guests this evening, or this this morning, depending on where you are right now, Brendan. Uh, we're joined by a Realm of Fire podcast. What are you saying, Hello. boys? Hello. What How are you doing? Thanks for having us. I'm going to be very Sorry. quiet. Thank you very much. Yeah. We only uh, we only invited you because you invited us. So yeah, it's true. Just return the favor. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. We're, yeah, do, we're just doing. We're doing a round, but with yeah, podcasts. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's yeah. it's kind of like we invited you to our birthday party, so now your mom <laughs> is making you invite us yeah. to your birthday party, even though you hate us. Yeah, yeah. definitely hate you. And even uh, though our, jelly. Our, our birthday party was for lambs, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's ours is like a paintball party, so it's pretty sick. <laughs> party. Oh shit! You we got only the had laser party. tag, and you brought fucking paintball. Oh, oh fuck, yeah. man! So we just one up you. Oh yeah. damn! We'll dude. do next damn time, Brendan, G. like bowling or axe throwing or something. <laughs> Airsoft, yeah, dude. Airsoft. Ooh. Woo, dude! I love axe throwing. Have you guys ever done that? Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool, isn't it? Fucking Archery's great. Archery's cooler though. Archery's. Wow, Jesus! Right, fucking. What do, what do we do on that? I've not. I feel like I haven't recorded in ages. What what do we do on this podcast now? <clears throat> we use our segments. Fads, we've, it? We, we've done no preparation whatsoever. <laughs> we've not done preparation. Perfection. Perfection. No, right, right, right. Everyone, right. We'll start with fads. Paolo, you go first. I always fucking go first. Um, I think I'm going to say my latest fad is Les Stroud has dropped a new series. I say he dropped a new series. It came out fucking months ago. I didn't realize it had come out. So I'm re- I'm watching the new series Five of Les Stroud's Survivor Man. Is, it, is this book for related? No, no, it's back to being normal. Um, oh, normal. Okay, there was a little bit of. Um, do you know what the four one one is? Like the missing four one one, like people going inextricably missing in American right. national parks. There was a little bit of a four one one vibe on the last one I watched, which was um, Argentina, I think, um, or the one after that. But yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit different. So have you seen his early? Have you guys seen any of his early ones? Not the Bigfoot one, just the normal Led Stroud. No. No. Essentially what he does, he'll recreate something that's gone wrong. So you might have crashed your plane in Alaska or you might have capsized your dinghy in the Canadian Rockies and you're all yeah. wet and you've got no boat and you've just got a fucking like a wet coat to survive. And he does it for five days with just him and a camera. Um, he, <laughs> he invented this survival TV show back in the 90s. This was his idea, really. And everyone right. just piggybacked off it. So the old ones were essentially, look, this is a scenario. I'm going to show you how I could survive in whatever it might be. You know, um, yeah. it's going like the Kalahari Desert. He goes all over the world doing it. Um, but this one's kind of different. It's it just goes to these places with no real um, survival. Uh, there's no event to bounce off. It just goes to like the bottom of Argentina and says, look, I've got two horses. I'm going to see how hard it was for the... Because nobody fucking lives down there, basically. Yeah. And he said, look, I'm just going to see how hard it is to survive down there. You know, things like that. Uh, oh, God, it was so anxiety-inducing, that one, though. <laughs> Jesus. What, like, what, what, what do you get out of watching this? This sounds terrible. It's it's, it's mega interesting, actually. It is really interesting. Um, the guy himself is really a good guy. He's like an environmentalist. It's just really interesting to see how things... I mean, I'm, never, I'm not a survivalist. I don't really... 
go outside that much, but I, I just find it really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you play Warhammer, you don't go squash, you don't go outside much. Yeah, fucking, I mean, I can roll it into some sessions with War of Fancy Roleplay or something like that. But <laughs> yes. It's just interesting. Um, I mean, they're all on YouTube for free, so I, I'd recommend checking some of them out, to be honest with you. The new series is good. It's, it's different, but it's good. It's like a YouTube show. Yeah, he's, he's canned off his paid subscription. Oh, he's right, just, fucking it's hell. all for free now on YouTube. All oh, that? Yeah. Well, he's, he might as well fucking do TV, that. No, no, no. Everything's all on there for free, so he's worked your way through. All the, all the Bigfoot stuff's on there. Um, all his series is. is um, does he done a series with his lad um, and his mates. So it's like survival for, for younger people. Um, and he's going through a series of... It's like surviving disasters. So, you know, shit that yeah, yeah. might actually happen, especially in America yeah, yeah. at the moment. Um, there's stuff on there that's that might be just all sorts on there now. It's like a full channel of, uh, of content. It's all free. Has he done one about how to survive a fucking Tesco's forecourt when there's no fuel and everyone's kicking off like it's Mad Max? <laughs> I'm sure that would be... Uh, it's on its way. Yeah. I, mad over I still haven't got any petrol. You not? <laughs> I'm just trying to go tomorrow, right? Fucking bullshit, mate. I can offer you a safe passage through the wastelands if you want. <laughs> the wastelands of Hume. Jesus. Is... Oh, my God. People are fucking idiots. Brendan, could you, could you send them some over, please, Brendan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah send it as uh... a gift, otherwise we'll have to pay tax on it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just I'll put some into a water bottle, and then I'll just duct yeah. tape it. Just send it over. Yeah. Sure, that's fine. Yeah. Or if you're gonna fly, duct tape it to your legs. That'll be fine. They'll be good with you. <laughs> Just don't have right, a sick. So, uh, fucking hell! I've been playing Blood Bowl two again, me. It's on the computer, on the. I go, um, quite, yeah, on my computer. Yeah, computer. I got one and off Blood Bowl two, but I fucking it's always one of them games where I can go back to it and I, I just enjoy it every time. I've been playing there. Uh, I've been playing orcs and just kicking the shit out of people. I was really considering trying to play like an elf team or a skaven team, but they just it just requires too much concentration because you actually have to score and stuff. Yeah. As opposed <laughs> to just like bash people's fucking heads in, which is the best bit really. Think about it. So yeah, can you win by doing that? that? I think you've got you've got a score, but what yeah, you but if you beat if you beat the shit out of everyone, then there's nothing yeah. left. And you can just yeah, in, okay. I get it. Yes. Best way to play is like Arsenal in the eighties. You score one goal and then kick the shit out of the opposition yeah, for yeah. minutes, and just yeah. that's it. Uh, so what do you good. think to those corn lads, the new ones? I haven't played them ones. Is this is this a DLC? No, sorry, this is real, like real. Oh IRL. no, I'm not. I'm not into that real. IRL. That means. I'm oh, not real. sorry. Right, right, right. No, no, I don't I'm just know trying to figure it, Yeah, yeah. I, is that what is it? So they're making new bubble teams now. Yeah, like, yeah. Or is it AOS bubble? No, no, no. Don't worry, don't worry. It's, it's, oh, it's, I'm gonna kick off then. <laughs> yeah, they're called um, they're called Gloom Spite Blunder Kickers. Um, oh. No, now they've done since the relaunch <laughs> Blood Bowl. They've done Imperial Nobles, so it's like humans, but with even more yeah, pomp yeah. and stuff. Yeah, they've yeah, done like these that. Halloween guys. So there's like a jack o' lantern yeah. and this? a ghost. This is Forge World. No plastics. Oh, it is Forge World, but it's all plastic. Oh, wow, okay. um, yeah, and yeah, they're like real a, nice. They are yeah, real nice too. There's like a ghost that's like a fucking sheet, like a you know a classic ghost. Mint. Uh, that's like a jack yeah they're like dude. super corny there's like no there's no attempt to make it kind of postmodern yeah, yeah, yeah. or gritty at all it's just like there's like a frankenstein guy that looks like boris karloff that was an old special player wasn't it one of the yeah. old yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a call back to, yeah, to way back in the day that's well good that's super yeah cool. 
and they've done a corn team and they look fucking awesome like yeah. they just a load of corn lads, like really lean and really like, and they're just going to batter the shit out of you. Um, no, they're doing loads of football. It looks wicked. Yeah. When I've never actually played it in real life. I've not. That's you boring. know what? I've never the shit. Yeah. It's too long. It? The problem oh, okay. is it's, it's, it's like a three hour game. It's not any Jesus faster than a game of one hour 40 K. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did it. They did a, a little version called Blitz Bowl, which they only made available I in the States. That, that yeah. was OG yeah. games, wasn't it? Yeah. No, 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 no. It, this was, this is recent. It's only like a year or two back. Oh, um, do, and do you remember, do you remember Brendan, the one that they did? That. That. They did Crunch. Oh shit. Day. Sorry. It was Crunch. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Blitz Bowl is like, it's more like hockey. You kind of keep playing with five players and then like your players come back. You don't stop every time there's a goal. You just keep the game going and like oh, okay. subs come on and off as you play. Uh, and that's wicked. That's all on Tabletop Simulator if you want to play it. That's really good. Cool. Right. Um, yeah, you can just play that. And that's really self-contained. It doesn't go too much. It's a really basic league system, but not like, not as in-depth as Blood Bowl. But it's, it's like yeah, yeah. the same thing, but like, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, so like how long it should actually yeah, be. Yeah, that of. seems a bit more manageable. A three-hour yeah. fucking American football yeah. match it sounds dry, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Does That's it not take that long? Game. PlayStation no, it seems combat. like an hour. It seems like an oh, hour. Oh, okay. I mean, better. here's the thing. The thing about Blood Bowl is uh, the the duration of a game is going to be really contingent on like the skill level of the two players. Yeah, if yeah. they're if if they're if you're playing two players that are at an equal skill level, whether it's very very low or very very high or anywhere in the middle, the game is going to stretch out. But if like if there's a lopsided skill level, then like someone's just going to blow out the other one like really fast. Like you can play a Blood Bowl game IRL that's like 15 minutes long if one person is really fucking good and they know what they're doing because they'll just, they'll just blast you out of the water. I mean, I've, I've, I've played like 20 minute blood bowl matches where I was like, well, Oh boy. Yeah. You sure are good at this game. And then, you know, it's just over, you know, that's about that. Yeah. On, on um, the game as well as like time limits and stuff between turns. So you can only right. like play like two minutes aside kind of thing. So I'm guessing that probably speeds up a little bit. Yeah, it definitely must be. So obviously there's no fucking... dice rolling either, so that'll speed yeah. up too. So. Yeah, it's really fucking fun though. If anyone wants to get, if anyone wants to batter me on online, give me a shout <laughs> and I'll give you my little steam thing because I'm shit at it. But basically... <laughs> yeah, good. Right, any, 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 two got any fads for us? Fads, um, uh, telly wise, and that. Just what, what have you been into? Yeah, what have you been, I've been watching? I've been rewatching uh, Spartacus: Blood in the Sand. You know the TV show from about 2010. Yeah. Fucking I've never seen that. I've never seen so good. Right, because you're when you start watching it, you think this looks dumb. Like there's a lot of blue screen, there's a lot of digital blood and stuff, but it's so over the fucking top that within about an episode, you're like, no, okay. It's like Romans telling their own history. So it is all blood, all gore, all tits, all cock, everything. It's fucking brilliant. John Hannah just absolutely laying into people, Lucy Lawless being this evil dominer of a of a, a spark of a, a gladiator school and it's just wicked so i was painting a load of war crime miniatures watching that and i was just like yeah i just want to like have a load of corn guys just slashing people's faces off and shit i would really recommend spartacus it's fucking brilliant it's so bloody i've heard people recommend i might get into that now i completely yeah. forgot about it i want to put yeah. up my netflix watch now is it yeah. on netflix i have no idea i watch it on a hockey oh, okay. thing so i don't know oh, um, i'll just google it fuck it yeah but it's, yeah, really good, really good. And I watched two and a half episodes of Star Wars Visions before I turned that shit off. What the fuck is um, Star Wars Visions? Oh, they've got a lot of anime people to do Star Wars, and 
I fucking hate anime. And I was like, well, maybe Star Wars will save it. No, just shit. Just absolutely shit. So don't bother with that. Yeah, I tried to watch that. Um, what was it? The, about the Clone Wars. The, the Bad Bunch. Those, yes, that was, that yeah. was the first episode of that was good and then it was boring. And yeah, it was really it. boring. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, all right, yeah. cool. Four lads who are the same. Brilliant. This is good. Yeah, it's so shit. <laughs> yeah. I was looking forward to it as well. Fucking well good. Yeah, that was shit. That's me. Done. That's all. Same, nice. Um, do you guys remember last year I bought a uh, role-playing game called uh, Delta Green? You guys remember? Yes. Right there, Dave. And then all the George Floyd stuff started happening. I started feeling a little bit like kind of bummed out about playing like law enforcement agents and stuff. <laughs> um, so I had this like like hundred dollar slip case of Delta Green sitting on my shelf. They just came out with a uh, mega campaign because that's like kind of like something that the it's like it's like a tradition in the Cthulhu role playing game kind of like sphere is uh that you release a big mega campaign it's like 500 pages and like, like master in the hour of the tap yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. or uh they they did one that was like in the mountains of madness also the old oh, fuck, they did, did. Yeah. Was, yeah 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 it was real Ooh. thick real thick and they come with like handouts and all this stuff mm-hmm. and um and for those who are listening and they don't know what delta green is it's like it's like call of cthulhu but you play like government agents who are kind of like it's like black ops like, in it trying yes. to stop people finding out about cthulhu Right, right. You're trying to like contain the like the way that the Chthonic mythos is like bleeding into the world, right? And um, and so they released a big mega campaign called Impossible Landscapes that is about uh, it's 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 all centered around the King in Yellow. Oh, and I just I love the King in Yellow love mythos. The King in Yellow. Yeah. I love the King in Yellow mythos. So I was like, well, I'll take another look at Delta Green and um. Fortunately, it is written in such a way that you can like uh, play it where you're like the institution of policing is in and of itself a corrupting factor in the game. It makes you do a bunch of things that you don't want to do. You don't have to play it as like as like two fisted heroes saving the world from Cthulhu. You can play it in a very postmodern way. So uh, I've been I've been looking at uh, Delta Green. I, I think it's a really great game. It's like I think it's I think the way it's written is like super scary. If you want to run a super scary like game that makes your players feel like kind of uneasy and like uh, existentialist while they're playing, that's the I think one. Delta Green is like yeah, it's like it's tops for that. Um, Did you listen to the Twin Cities by Night um, Delta Green episodes? Because they were fucking brilliant. They were just one. Oh, on were one. they? Yeah, yeah, there was, oh, was shit. The, the DM was just running it and he had one player and they, it, the backstory was like how they got into being dragged into the Delta Green because they, they weren't like fucking cops or they weren't, they were all like troubled ex-military and stuff. They were all playing kind of shit bags anyway. Right. Um, and then they got dragged into working for, oh, what's the, um, the, co- the, not the company, like the, the, the 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 Delta Green people, right? Kind of trying to keep a lid on it. It's it, 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 I'd fucking listen to that, mate. Honestly, it's so fucking good. Some yeah, I'll check that out yeah, for sure. Well good. For sure, Brendan. Um, yeah. Have you ever played the King in Yellow Gumshoe game? Because that looks fucking amazing. No, I actually haven't. Because because uh, it just seemed a little weird to me. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily want to engage. I I don't know. That's the Robin Laws one. It it. That, that takes place in like different yeah, parallel was, dimensions, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you got um, like 
France and then it goes to the First World War and then it goes after that and then the future kind of thing, but the King in Yellow rules kind of thing. That's kind of like right. the book, isn't it, where the King in Yellow yeah. rocks up. They, it was it, not Robert E. Howard, Robert E. Chambers. It's Robert it? Chambers, Robert yeah. Chambers, yeah. It kind of flits around all over and they've always got a tiny little bit of King in Yellow floating around, haven't they? Mm. Yeah, Such a good yeah. Title that it's just that sounds fucking mint, doesn't it? The King in Yellow. Yeah, it's fucking. Oh, yeah. it's fucking yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Well, what's what's interesting is is that the entire concept of the King in Yellow, which is essentially like it's a meme that is spread by the words and the way that the words are assembled on the page, and it kind of like worms its way into your head. I think is very like indicative of the way that the actual king and yellow ends up working in the real world like it just sounds fascinating and then you read the little poems about carcosa and the lake of holly and all this shit and you're like whoa it like draws you in to this strange uh parallel dimension and then you want to tell other people about it just the way that they do in the books where you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. Have you read this book the king and <laughs> yellow it's so fucked up you know because i mean i've i've it's been revisiting it, it. It's, uh, the original yeah. one's a play, and you read the play, and then you fucking it's basically yeah. go mental. Yeah. It's like, it's like the mad. ring, isn't it? It's the same sort of idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that same idea that 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 you are living in this banal world, and you pick up something that you think is banal, and it changes you irrevocably. But so the campaign is all about that. It's all about that uh, the play, and then the metaphysical stuff behind it. It is literally a, a campaign that takes place over something like twenty five years. Your agents are like attempting to 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 stop the meme from spreading, and uh, it's fucking awesome. I'm getting anxiety it's, just fucking thinking about that. That sounds fucking, mental. It's so fucking scary. You're like, yeah. I, I, I seriously, dude. Like, mm. I read a lot of horror, and I've played a lot of fucking horror role playing games, and so I've I find them to be kind of banal at this point. But I started reading Impossible Landscapes, and it was giving me chills. Like yeah. I was getting chills down the back of my arm as reading it. It's fucking awesome. Like, like seriously, if you're into Cthulhu, if you're into King and Yellow and the Mythos and all that, fucking pick up uh, Impossible Landscapes from Delta Green. It's dude, it's top ten. It's so good. I'm fucking gonna get nice. on that, mate. I am gonna get yeah, on that. I'm looking at that, sick. Yeah. Back and it, you should I'll run it for it. the Dungeon Punks, dude. You should run it for Dungeon Punks, cause I mean, uh. I'm 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 sitting here thinking to myself, who can I run this for? Because like you got to run it for like the right people. You got to run it for people who are gonna like take it seriously and be invested and allow themselves to get scared by it. Cthulhu's hard. Like, you need to get the right. Mm, you need to get the mm, right people to play with you. you yeah. They don't necessarily yeah. have to get what Cthulhu is, but they need to no. be invested to a certain extent that they aren't gonna lose the atmosphere yeah. that you're trying to build and that's that can be difficult finding a gaming group that i mean obviously the dungeon punks fucking do it because we've played cthulhu in several guises but we have played games where people have been have not always got it so yeah it's, right it's, it's right in it yeah right, yeah it, yeah, it, it can really be, be like i think there's a real problem with cthulhu as well is because you've got that sort of game version of you know the fantasy flight game version where everyone's got tommy guns and dynamite and stuff yeah and that they expect it to be, and you're like, no, it really isn't. Not, but that, you've it, not got it's always horror in it. Yeah. You yeah. can't do horror with a, a group that don't want to do horror. You're on to a losing game there immediately. Yeah. yeah, it just turns into a computer game. And it's like, yeah, yeah this, isn't, this isn't where I was like, pegging this, really. That's yeah, it. so that's my fad. That's what I've been up to. Uh, I, hope, I hope that you guys and some of your listeners find that interesting and check out delta green because it's fucking bad ass this, this is delta yeah. green not the fall of delta green 
Right, yeah, The Fall of Delta Green has been, like, really disappointing, honestly, as a book, because it's, it's, I don't know, it's just too mechanical, it's too dry, they, they, they haven't released any fucking, uh, source books or supplementary material to help you guide how you use it, and it's like, so, I think that, because that book's written by Kevin, or Kenneth Hyatt, rather, Mm -hmm. and, uh, as a GM, he's just the kind of guy who sits around like he's he's an autodidact. He just sits around reading all the time. He's very curious. He writes in a really eloquent way about a huge variety of subjects. And he wrote that book. And I feel like it's great if you're Kenneth Height, because you're just going to be naturally curious reading Wikipedia articles and, and digesting all kinds of like, you know, uh, very specific information about the 1960s and then turning that into game game fodder but if you don't have that kind of time or that kind of interest in necessarily like becoming a amateur historian for the 1960s and 70s then that game is really kind of very dry there's like nothing yeah there. i gave mine to Bordy because he knows everything about fucking military guns um like it's like fbi and stuff like that if anyone can get the most out of that fucking book it's going to be mark boardman Oh, um, 100%. I mean? it's, yeah, it's like, because it's, it's, it's almost tailor-made for him because he's got, a, it, all the, all the each weapon's got their own, it's almost like Twilight 2000 in some respects, isn't it, with the amount of mm-hmm. information that it gives you to use in your games. But I was thinking, I don't know anything about how to use this information in a setting. Right, I just haven't right. got a clue. Do you know what I mean? That, so, that, 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 that game really needs uh, someone to write some source books about it and to make it a bit more accessible. And it's really too bad because it's such a fucking great idea for the, for mm. the, for a game. Like, like it's a game that takes place in the same era as like, you know, acid cults and Vietnam. like weird gurus and psychedelic rock and fucking a foreign war in a steaming jungle. And, and people just aren't, you know, you, but you need you need a, a way to get into it. You need some some doorways into it to make the material a bit more accessible. I think I think that they've really kind of it's it's I think it's a poverty that they've just kind of sat on it and that they haven't really cracked it open so that people can get into it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And need some definitely need some source books for real. And that's one of the games as well, where similar to the horror games, you need someone, you need a group who are going to be on the same wavelength of like you oh, know you want to be involved with all the guns and all the shit mm-hmm. like that. Or if you get that. someone who shows up and tries to do like Austin Powers with it and they're yeah. just trying to make it a joke, it's going to fucking t- suck. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you have people who are, say, say like if you were watching Mindhunter, right? And yeah. you tried to do it, do Mindhunter only with some Cthulhu monsters and shit. It'd be oh, like cool. so fucking good. Yeah. Uh,
Next up, we've got a bit of hobby progress in it. Right, I'll go first because Paul went first last time. I paid like a thousand points to Skaven in like a month, which is pretty nice. sick. You're a monster, yeah. dude. You're a fucking monster. I can't well, believe I, you. I've had like a cold and like man flu and that. So I've just been no life painting for like two weeks, which is pretty sweet. Um, yeah. yeah, it's fucking awesome. A thousand points. I'm pretty, yeah, pretty chuffed of it, you know. Yeah, but they're yeah, yeah, yeah. You put on the Instagram, right. right? Yeah, yeah, they're all right. It's just Great. a like tabletop standard kind of thing, but yeah. I'm weird bases, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously. You gotta have the weird bases. Or else yeah, really I don't weird. know why you'd have circle, that's just weird. Well squares are odd, aren't they? Odd, odd, yeah, well, just, I don't know. Well <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> fucking just contrast fucking just so easy, man. So mm-hmm. I'm just buzzing off contrast still at the moment. It's amazing. Right, Paolo, talk about Imperial Fists. Fucking done him, mate. Fucking done him. Fucking done him. Finish. Charity, Imperial Fist, I done. Amazing. We got ten, as well. two sets of ten troops. We got the character Dreadnought from the fucking, from book two. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Mr. Yellow, the yellow, the king in yellow, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's got a fucking, he's got a name, but it's, it's basically the character. It's got a converted um, siege claw, like the actual contempt to scale. Shout out to Chris McGreevy, a.k.a. Nagash, for that. Um, so he converted that up for us. Um, so you can't even, that's not even forgeable. We had to build that out a load of bits. I was saying mm. we, he had to build it out of a load of bits. Um, we've got Alexis Pollux and Banabera and I don't know what the fuck it is. Seneschal, um, champion, some fucking guy with a sword anyway. Um, so yeah, that has been my hobby progress. And I'm, I, you know what? They look fucking mint. Whoever wins <laughs> it is... Yeah, they do look good actually. So fucking yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to me for doing all that. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Can't do that. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Good man. Nah, they were fucking uh, credit words too. I enjoy painting them. They were really fun to paint. To be honest with you, it's something new that I've yeah. never mm-hmm. I've never painted anything yellow. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's my hobby progress. I am uh, nice. finished them. Perfect, mate. Nice. Absolutely perfect. Didn't need Warhammer Fantasy. Oh, sorry, Warhammer AOS. Those yeah, design. fucking. Um, I've, I'm back to um, Warhammer Fantasy. So I'm, I'm an operation pay, I'm operation spend no money. So I'm painting the shit oh, that nice. I have. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So it's like. Um, the other day, did you WhatsApp message me and say, shall I buy 90 skeletons off Warlords? To me, that is not pay what you got. I, did, <laughs> I didn't buy them. I didn't buy them. Yeah, but you were fucking, thinking about it though. <laughs> yeah, I know. But then I just thought, you know what? One, fucking. Everyone says you've got to glue individual bones in the feet, and it mm. sounds horrendous. Have you? Do you know which ones I mean? From from the 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 error one ones, the fantasy stuff that yes. Warlord do. Yeah, yeah that's fucking it. shit. I <laughs> Warlord miniatures are fucking shit. They're just. I've never bought anything for Warlord and thought this is good. I'm glad I spent this money. I always just fucking bin them. No point. Fuck hell. That's yeah. Bad. I mean, I don't bin them. I give them like give away. Kind yeah, of thing when I say yeah, bin, yeah, just yeah. like their quality has dropped so far. When they had the Perrys doing shit for them, it was good. And then the Perrys obviously have struck out on their own. Sorry, I got really angry about Warlord Games. There, I'm sure they, I'm sure they're good people. There's good people. No, both no it sounds like novice to me. Um, but yeah, so the fantasy ones. There's better ones out there yeah, I think, than them. Yeah. That oath, bro. Is it oath? Bound, mm. both bound, both broke, o- broken. Oath mark or something. Oath mark, that's it. Yeah, yeah. They're they good. look okay. They're Are they? Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really good kits as well. They're like proper. 
Yeah, they just, they're obviously, they're made by people who really thought about the kit kind of thing. Like often the tab where you're going to clip it off will then be a bit that's hidden as opposed to like the fucking face or something. So you can, you can, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. thought about it. So yeah, I would, I would really recommend them. They're really good. What that's about cool. the War Games Atlantic skeletons? Uh, those seem very accessible in terms of price point. You can't get them in the UK. I had a quick Google. I couldn't find any. Seriously? Yeah, they're all the, the sites that I found them on were American sites. Dude, that's weird. Yeah, that's bizarre. I thought that the company was in. No, maybe not. Maybe it's a U.S. company. I assumed they were a U.S. company, but you don't get them. Maybe. You can't get them over there, huh? Oh, that's Doesn't look like fuck. it. Dude, that fucking sucks. I'm sorry. Oh, because they're kind of like the Harryhausen ones, right? They've got all the Greek bits. Yeah, yeah, that's them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. Can we not? Okay. Why don't you just get some of the Mantic skeletons, bro? I love the Mantic skeletons. I think they're fucking great. What? But my, oh, my... I was clowning. No, yeah. no. The, the actual skeleton warriors are great. They're really good, fun little models. Nice. But the problem, they are. But the problem is, they're all wearing clothes and armor, and it takes fucking ages to paint. I just want some bare bones skellies that I can just dry brush with. Uh, <laughs> bare bones. I see. Bare, bare, yeah, bare bones <laughs> with a skeleton horde and just call them done. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to paint nice. another forty. Essentially, like fucking revenants with hats and shields and fucking hats. shoes. This is this shit. is this is for your vampire counts army, right? Yeah, the one with no paint, vampires in. Yeah, that's pa- pa- painting up a bunch of skeletons for vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, Brendan. You know, nice. <laughs> I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I, yeah, I yeah. when I see a, a army called vampire counts, I would definitely assume oh, there's like 120 We've skeletons. We've done like four in. episodes on this, Brendan. <laughs> for fuck's sake. I'm with I'm with Brendan. I am fucking with Brendan. <laughs> I agree, but Jesus. If you're a vampire, why would you do the fighting when you could just summon a lot of dead fellows to do it for you? Because they're shit at fighting. It's like summoning a lot of fucking carpets to fight for you. Yeah, but why, why, <laughs> if you're a vampire, why would you get your hands dirty, though? Do you know what I mean? It's like, nah, just leave it. They'll, they'll sort it out for Have you ever read any Anne Rice? They just, they just ponce around yeah. in fucking flowery, floral, not floral. So, I mean, Dude, they're, 100%. They're that's what vampires should be spending their time doing. Yeah, that's seriously. Exactly. Seriously. So that's why they summon the skeletons, and that's why the skeletons fight for them, because they don't want to fucking fight. There should be, the, there should the be like, an army mm. called, called skeleton hordes. Imagine if they did that. Imagine if they were led by a vampire. I, no, I feel they should like be led. They should, a name shame, They should be led by a by a big skeleton. There's a skeleton guy. A really big skeleton. A skeleton. Like a skeleton or a horde. Muscly skeleton. Big muscle. Muscle skeleton. Big a jacked skeleton. He's just been doing his deadlifts. That is that is what games work. If you're listening, games workshop, you can send us some free stuff, and we'll let you have that one for free. Yeah, it wouldn't be free then, though, would it? No. I tell you what, if you do want to, there's a new Masters of the Universe game coming, so you could bang down Skeletor as like a white lord or something, and have your little Skeletor army. We could we could? What do you reckon? <laughs> I have actually got the old codex for Skeletor. Is it undead hordes from like nine ninety? Undead legions, uh, some shit. Like that, the first it? one was just undead. Was just yeah, yeah, it's just called undead. undead. It's before they split, they split it. Accounts, yeah. 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 So if you, if you do want to play fucking fourth edition or whatever it is, then we can do that with Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah, Skeletor! Sick. <laughs> uh, so, anyone else paid out? I, I've painted some Warcry. I, I was having games this weekend, so I needed to get a warband painted. So I painted a load of the Spire Tyrants, who were like the Roman Gladiator Chaos guys. Um, like they've got a guy with a net and stuff. They're the guy with the snakes? Oh, yeah. 
Oh. No, they've, they've got, they're kind of quite heavily, they're very traditional Chaos Warrior. They Of all the Warcry War bands, they're like really the most traditional, but they've yeah. got so like the boring little, ones. Pretty much, I really like them because they've got little gladiator touches because they've got like a guy with a net and that who we can throw it in the in the game and stuff. Ah. Um, so yeah, I did them pretty fast. And they've got like a, a Bestigore, so like a fucking beast man with his mace over his shoulder. That yes, that sounds sick. Yeah, that's like one of the best ones I've done. I'll oh, sick a Bestigore. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> so sick. Um, I think the fucking but... Warcry range in general, because oh, there's only amazing. like five or six models per gang they're fucking sick they're so nice every one of them you're just like yeah i want that i, I also bought yeah. the snake one the venom guys who were like, like them greek guys there's yeah, greek not roman they're def- yeah. yeah yeah oh my god all of war like war cry i think if you keep it to just the chaos shit like yeah. it's got those those ogres there's like the cyclops ogre and stuff yeah, and yeah. it's just they're just fucking awesome they're all really good i would buy that, any. that like woman who's got like who's got, like swords for legs yeah, the unmade. Yeah, yeah. gross. So good. <laughs> yeah. That's like so, yeah, yeah, that's horrible. That's like that, that that particular gang to me has like a real callback to old GW. You know, when they did yeah. do fucking horrible. Very John shit. Blanche, isn't it? Yeah, it is yeah, very yeah. Blanche. Yeah, there's very that's um yeah because they're from the realm of death, so they like kind of worship death and chaos, so they peel their own faces off. If you look at them oh, yeah. on their belts, they've all got faces, and that's their own faces. To join the cult, they skin their face, attach it to their belt, and then put a mask over it. That's fucking horrible. That's what you have to do to join Dungeon Punk stuff as well. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's you a lot of good stuff. A, kebab on you. a lot of really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are cool. There's not a bad gang of those. I don't think. No. Not at all. There's, mm-hmm. The only ones, Untamed Beasts are, like, fine because they are just, like, Conan Barbarians. So it's like, yeah, they're fine. Like, there's nothing particularly inventive about them. Yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. bad. They're just kind of, okay, they're just some barbarian lads. What about you, Brenda? Dude, I I haven't painted <laughs> anything in a hot minute, man. Just fucking... Uh, I was out of town last week. I went to my friend's uh, stag in fucking uh, New Orleans, and so in the run-up, there was like a whole bunch of shit that had to get done. I couldn't paint. And then since then, I've been real busy, haven't been able to paint. So I'm like, like, I'm like literally looking at my painting table right now, and it's like fucking pathetic. I, uh, I'm supposed to start Path to Glory here like in a week. I have like six days or something before Path to Glory, and I have so much work I got to do. So I'm really going to have to be on it this week to make sure that they're all tabletop ready by the time Path to Glory starts. I mean – the the basic work is done and the the wolves my dire wolves look real good uh but and then my lord looks real good but everybody else needs some work everybody else needs yeah. some like real serious work here what's this path to glory thing oh yeah path to glory is like the uh the new aos version of crusade where you oh, okay. uh you start off with like a little small army and then you go on these things that are called quests. And when you, when you, the quest is kind of like, uh, it's like a goal essentially that when you win X number of battles or when you win a battle in a certain way, you, um, you complete your quest and then you can upgrade your army in a way that like is stated at the end of the quest. I really, I really like it compared to the way that crusade functions as a, uh, as a mechanic. I think it's very, it's very thematic. Another thing that path of glory does, I think is really interesting is it starts at 600 points. And so uh, you can basically take a start collecting box 
and depending on how you kit it out, yeah. you're looking at like about 600 points in a start collecting box. So the buy-in is very, very low. Super easy. Yeah. Um, Weren't you guys yeah. saying that some of the new, the, the armors without new codexes are a bit janky and they don't quite work? I, I found it, I found it not quite, I, so I tried it and I didn't particularly like it. I'm hoping, actually I'm wrong, but I found it a bit, it's not that it's, not that it doesn't work, it's just, it's, I don't think it's that interesting at this point because until you've got a bit more, focus so what they're doing in white dwarf at the moment is each month they're kind of doing almost updates like battle term updates so this month it was like uh chaos warriors slaves of darkness where they put in specific stuff like specific quests for them to do and stuff so that's pretty cool they're updating it that way so there's already now there's probably about like five armies that have it so right, each okay. month of white dwarf they're updating one so if you're like i'm gonna wait for my army get that issue of white dwarf and you basically get a, a battle tome update until the proper battle tome comes out, including all the Path to Glory stuff. By the way, I've just realized I've been recording for the last hour with my mic headset on and it's not fucking plugged in. So there you go. Sounding um, pretty uh, good, mate. Yeah, you sound good, though. You sound good. Weirdly, you sound great. Yeah, so um, the White Dwarfs do that now. And each month you also get one of the new kill teams as well. They're updating them through White Dwarfs. So so, yeah, they put the Mechanicus one in the latest one, which is good because I was kicking off because that was my old kill team. But now they've put all the rules, the sort of special missions, all the Femi stuff, the name tables, stuff like that. So you just keep an eye on White Dwarf, and then when it comes out, you get that one, and that's it. I feel yeah, like they're, they're more they... sensible with AOS in the Alpha. Okay, that that sounds very like straightforward and sensible it, thing to do. I yeah. think so, yeah, sensible is the right. They've backfilled it so that everybody can do this, aren't uh, they? Yeah. Okay, it's been up for fucking years. Rather than like linking it to the codex or to the battle tome, which is what 40k did, they're they're actually using White Dwarf to like have that's actual clever. playable material, which I think mm. is like fucking great. I think that's a yeah. strong innovation that I definitely support um, because I I really think that the urge to get a lot of codexes out in 40k so that everybody can have these little bespoke experiences has created a sort of 40k fatigue. Where people mm. are just like, I mean, my God, dude, like two codexes a month. Nobody knows what's in them. Yeah. Like they're just, it's, it's just an onslaught, you know? And uh, I, I, for one, I'm just, I'm like, like even thinking about 40K right now makes me feel just tired. You know, I'm like, God <laughs> right, damn. We've got a massive section on it later. <laughs> Wonder, w- wonderful. I can't wait. No, I mean, I love for, here's the thing is I love 40K. It's just, I'm like, you got, you dudes need to take it down a notch with the, codex codex release schedule like please like give me a minute just give me a minute to process what's happened over the, like the last year and just a couple months because i think that ninth edition dropped in august of of 2020 right and lot, yeah. so it's seriously been like what like 14 months and like how many codexes have come out like 200 you know like <laughs> i can't you know i can't even tell i don't even know how i yeah. you know still no chaos either no chaos yeah. no eldar yeah. Don't worry though, uh, Admech have come out, which I, I assume everyone fucking plays Admech. I don't understand why you wouldn't. Ah, right, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm... so I need I need to do so I need to finish up my fucking army for Path to Glory. Yeah, That's my hobby. Sounds, so yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Have you given more? Have you given more like silly names and stuff? Because I was just sorry. I was just no. I'm website. giving them all cool names. I like. Yeah, cool, well, I... you mean a cool name like a, a breaker boss and a my brick trogger? No. Rocket truck wagon. No, I'm giving them cool names. I want Steel them to be. High I want them to be cool. Yeah, oh, man. That's like. That's not the pump wagon. 
Oh, shout out to Snotley Pump. Oh, mate, what a model that was. What a fucking model. Have you seen the Blood Bowl one of them? Fucking hell, that's amazing. It's so good. good. Dude, dude, okay, so I am like... Okay, so I, I I recently got fascinated with dwarfs, like Duardens or whatever, and like I don't know what it is. Like I, I my my entire Warhammer life, like twenty five years of playing these fucking games, I always thought dwarfs were like pretty dumb. I didn't really care yeah. about it, pretty but then dumb. just recently I just got super into them. I don't know why. I don't know what the fuck happened in my brain. Uh, and I, I I I I bought a fucking Fire Slayer army. I bought a Fire Slayer Codex. I was reading it on the plane to New Orleans. I thought it was awesome. It's a great codex. It's a super fun read. Don't care about the stats, just like the lore. It's super fun. And I'm like, you know what would be awesome? It's to do a Greywater Fastness army, right? The city of like the Duarden guys, right? They're just kind of more like basic ass dwarfs. Mm -hmm. And use that uh, Blood Bowl like death roller thing yeah, 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 and yeah. use like the anvil rules to build like a mounted dwarf who's just like so rolling cool. forward, fucking yes. gnashing up goblins underneath him. I'm like, me, I'm like, damn man, I could play, I could build like eight dwarf armies right now. I don't even, you know, I'm so stoked on dwarfs. Mm. What yeah. the fuck, man? Why are dwarfs cool now? I don't even get it. Man, dwarves have always been cool, they're just they're boring. Cool. No, yeah. they do. Dwarfs, to play, dwarfs, but the dwarfs are amazing. No, no, they suck. No, they suck. That's Slayer. That's Slayer with like the chain axes. He's fucking sick. I don't even know what he's from, but he's awesome. Like what that speaker or something? Oh yeah, he's axes. from Silver Tower. He's got yeah, like a pair of axes on on a like a chain. I think the Doom. No, this is like this is like older than yeah, older than. Oh, like right, a right, metal right. dude, like a little metal right, Slayer. I, don't know, I think from... I remember what you're talking about. Right. That is yeah, yeah, old yeah. as fuck. I think that was yeah. from uh, Storm of Chaos, like a billion years ago. That's yeah, not Maybe I'm wrong. Storm of Chaos is not old. Don't I thought it was like old. I thought it was like fifth edition maybe, but uh, for now, uh, I was even probably even more than born. Fifth edition isn't that old either, man. No, fifth edition is Lizard Ben and you. Lizard Ben are fucking yeah. new. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 out. right. Yeah. Do you know cool. that the Tau have now been in 40k for longer than they weren't in it? Wow, that's fine. Yeah, right. that. Dude, that is that is weird. Know. That is weird to think yeah, about. All right, yeah, that's that's definitely a little. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to break that to it. And, and yeah, and it's something like someone worked out that squats were in about a tenth of 40k's lifetime now. <laughs> like they were just not in it at all. But yeah, Tau are like proper. Pro uh, we might, I might accept them soon. I might, let, I might, I might acknowledge them. I like Tau. I, like Tau. I do. They're different. <laughs> they're fucking different. They're, like they're not. They are just fucking they're just battle mechs, aren't they? Everybody yeah. says that. Everybody says Tau are anime, but Tau are actually just the fucking Neomodians from fucking Star Wars episode episode one, The Phantom Menace. They 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 they're they're fucking uh they're uh, exactly <laughs> exactly. Look what at you it, mean, episode at, one. Look at it. Look at. Haven't even made that yet. Look at look at a look at a, a Tau tank and the way that it, they're painted and then. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. look at the droid army. And then right. those like, and then those dumb like noseless guys that are ordering the droids around, and those are guys are yeah. obviously like the fire or uh, elemental cast or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't know. Yeah, because like, they robbed a load of shit off Halo as well, didn't they? They had the guy on yeah. the floating chair and everything. Oh, oh yeah, they did do that. Floating chairs knocking about. I mean, a lot, of floating, lot of floating chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that Professor is. X. Remember Professor X in the cartoon? Yeah. He had a floating chair. He did. Yeah. I'll stick with that cartoon. Yeah, I'm gonna put that in the fucking episode. The, That's sick. 
Yeah. The yeah, music's sick. The episodes weren't that good. Like, if you watch them again now, they're not good. Oh, but the music's they were, they were, fucking they were like, wicked. Yeah, they were <laughs> the music's time. so good. Remember the part where, where Wolverine's, like, crying over Morph? And, yeah, like, yeah. who the fuck is Morph? <laughs> they made a meme out of that, didn't they? I love that meme. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> it's a classic meme. Oh, Morph! I'm gonna put that on the fucking episode of Friday. Right. Oh, are you ready for this fucking 5K challenge? Yeah, dude, let's talk yeah, about yeah. 40K. Let's You've talk about the most exciting well. game in the Games Workshop environment. Definitely not exhausting. Definitely, no, no, not, no. definitely not fatiguing me with, like, a relentless, uh, <laughs> endless release cycle of Codex's, like, Thousand Suns and Grey Knights that no one even knows what's in them because they're <laughs> yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, not. Yeah, of course, yeah. So... Bring it. This is going to be about, is 40K too complicated a game now? Okay? Because... Recently, wow. me and Paolo have played, and I think a lot of people online have been talking about this. And yeah, I just think it's too complicated. There's too much stuff in it. It's already bloated a year into the edition. And yeah, let's fucking chat about it. So basically, mm-hmm. I don't mind that it's complicated, obviously. 40k, Age of Sigma, whatever. They're supposed to be complicated games, aren't they? Because mm-hmm. tabletop games are complicated. But so it's got 110 pages of rules or whatever in the core rules. And then you compare that to fifth edition which is what I'm going to be comparing it to quite a lot because that's the edition I grew up on kind of thing. That, that had about I think that's a great pages. edition. So you'll yeah, get a second from me on that. Yeah, exactly. Fifth edition was my favorite edition. So that's that, what, what I'd reckon that are like 300 pages of rules. So what, three, like three times more rules, which is a lot to be fair. Um, so in the fifth edition rules, you had stuff like, um, you had big universal special rules, if you remember them. So um there was there like almost like common rules that everyone had access to in the book. So there's stuff like fleet of foot. Um, mm. I can't remember. The, I can't remember any of stuff like that. Yeah, furious charge stuff yeah. like that. Um, which has now been replaced by um things on the actual unit entries and codexes. So if someone has like deep strike, it'll be called like angels the center of something in blood angels, or it'll be called um right. I don't know mm-hmm. something else in a fucking webway strike. Webway exactly. strike is is yeah. just deep strike. There you go, exactly. So that's Universal Special Rules now. They've all been kind of like just put into each data data codex entry, whatever they call it now. And then you had tank rules, which are fucking a lot different to what they are now. We had like hull facings and different fire yeah. points, yeah. all that kind of thing. Um, what else did you have? Yeah. And you had stuff like um, there was a lot more like situational special situational things that were covered. Um, reading through the ninth edition code, ninth edition rule book. Not a lot of those things are covered anymore. Like consolidation in the ninth edition rule book is about three lines. 
Bitcoin and fifth edition one, I remember it being a fucking loads of like, <laughs> how, how do you consolidate? How do you pile in? <laughs> Which I love because it just tells you what you need to do. But mm. in the but like in the ninth edition one, it's like you kind of have to play it and then like kind of, I don't want to say guess, but it's not it, to me. It's not even very clear. Like if Dude, I was reading uh, that as a new player, I would not even have a clue what the fuck they're going on about. I'm I, I'm not gonna lie. I think that the consolidation mechanic in ninth edition either requires you to watch a YouTube video where yeah. someone who purports to be a professional player explains how they do it, and then you do it that way, or Agreed. you figure out with your friends how you yeah. want to do it, and then you do yeah. it that way. Because I, I consolidation in particular, I think, is very vaguely written yeah. and actually kind of a pain in the ass to puzzle out. Like, yeah. like. The, the question of, like, can I consolidate into another unit that I did not declare a charge yeah. against at the yeah. end of the fight phase? Like, yeah. this, uh, this, is a, this, is, this, this question is completely open to interpretation as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I don't think it says, it says specifically one way or the other whether you can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and in the 5th edition rulebook, that was covered. Right. So you knew what to do. But in this, I know it's cut down, but it's like, I feel like they've missed quite a bit of what you need. I think the ninth edition rule book, it, it's almost like it requires prior knowledge of what you're doing. Just to understand like how, how it works. Um, yeah. yeah so but then that prior knowledge will also fuck you. If you try yeah, to apply yeah. prior knowledge of, of previous editions to it, you might be wrong. Like for instance, there's a thing in eighth edition because remember if we remember the battle days of eighth edition when they basically just rewrote the rules every six months and then like release it as a yeah. fact completely changed the game they changed uh, all those deep strike mechanics so yeah. that you weren't allowed to do any of them in turn yeah. one yeah. but now apparently you can do some of them in turn one <laughs> you can't do other ones in turn one and yeah. just if you just sit there and read the book I don't know how you're supposed to determine the difference. Like, but if I, but I'll watch a battle report on YouTube and they'll be like, okay, so I have X power, which I can definitely use in turn one and I'm using yeah. it now. And I'm like, I don't know how you can use that. Like, uh, show me a fucking rule where it states clearly the difference between the ones you can use in, in round one and the ones you, you must use in round two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's like FAQs and stuff in it. Like you get to that part I mean, of it. I mean, is it like I don't? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know where I this information know. comes from. Yeah, yeah, it's. It, I find it really strange that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so that's like the main difference, really. And um, even in, obviously, in ninth edition as well, you've got a psychic phase, which is fucking complicated. What it was in fifth edition, where you just had to pass a leadership check. Um, and there's even even things where um, guns have different damages. Um, there's mortal wounds, which were in. There's keywords on terrain, like what the fuck is that? So, yeah, to me, that's just unnecessarily bloated. Even though it's 100 pages of rule book, it's like, to, like it just, it's so much in there and none of it fucking makes sense to me. Like, I think by I stripping it back, person, I have no idea. Yeah, they've overcomplicated it. By, they've, they've stripped it back so fucking idiots like me can have a go at understanding <laughs> it. But I think by doing that, they've possibly created more issues than they anticipated. Because like you're saying, yeah. things they haven't spelled everything out that you might possibly need. And they've had to layer on a load of extra bollocks on top of that really stripped back rule set to make it playable. So you've got all your fucking cards and all your other special rules mm. and stuff like that. So they've had to build it all back in again as an afterthought. And I think that's, it just did, maybe that's where it's starting to come, like get a bit bogged down. So in, yeah, in preparation yeah. for this show, I watched a battle report online. I don't watch battle reports. I thought, do you know what? I've not played nine fed, not had a chance because something happened and no meet in person for some reason. Uh, yeah, and I was like, 
Right, I'm going to watch a battle report so I can get a little bit of grasp on this. I was fucking baffled. Like, I <laughs> felt like what my mum and dad must have felt like when I talked at them about fucking Necromunda yeah. or something. What was the last like, edition you played, you? Rob? Last edition I probably played. So, all right, full caveat. I think 40k went shit in third edition. I I really oh, didn't like six-inch move. Um, when save started being you either get a save or you don't get a save. Um, didn't like any of that. So, uh, yeah, I'm probably not the best to say, really. I played a game of eight, I think. I don't know. I think I played some seventh or sixth. I have no fucking clue. They're all the same. Um, but, I yeah, I watched it, and I was just like, what are you trying about? What What's a stratagem? What's a tack up? What's a blah, blah, blah? All these just words. And I was like, this is baffling. And I, you're both right in terms of they've tried to, they've tried to weigh OS it, but they've made it like bullshit and you do yeah, need to yeah. know more yeah and yeah, you need yeah, to know yeah, like yeah. that idea stratagems piss me the fuck off right rob you're getting, right stop right we'll get to this later rob I'm right okay sorry sorry that's oh, okay. right so right <laughs> yeah. so but, but again pretend you're a new person so yeah you read your 100 pages of rule books yeah. and now yeah. it's time to build your army okay right. so when yeah. you when you so there's the three pages pretty much about to build your army it's it's 10 it's 10 different detachments so you yeah. can choose 10 detachments, as opposed to 5th edition where it was one. Yeah. You've got allies, you've got command yeah. points you need to worry about, and you get different command points depending on which detachment you get and then where your warlord is. Yeah. And, then, and yeah, you've, so, you've got your chapter tactics, your warlord yeah, so yeah. So then you've got, yeah, so you've got your army, you've got special rules for, you've yeah. got your chapter tactics or craft world, whatever. You've yeah. got doctrines, um, yeah. which is you know, doctrines and what they what they're called in um yeah, doctrines in it for like a yeah. devastated doctrine and salt doctrine. Yeah, yeah, the marines change you marine changes every yeah. turn. And then Admex yeah. got like doctrines, Netcons has got something similar, and then you've got warlord treats, you've got relics, and then you've got stuff like sacred rights to sisters of battle. So you gotta learn this all before you start playing the game because that's stuff you need. And then um and then depending on what chapter you pick, you've got different warlords, you've got different relics, you've got different strategies, you've got different stacking powers. You can if you, depending on what arm you've got, you can do an extra warlord treat or you can do an extra relic for a different model that's not your warlord. It's like it's like an insane person wrote it. <laughs> yeah, it's mental. It it's is, just so it? much. Yeah. And then if even worse, so you buy oh you buy a lovely nice chaos space marine codex, which is wrote well, in edition, which is yeah, and then Imagine you, you're, looking, you're looking through the pot, you're looking at the codex, and you're like, yeah, this is okay, cool, cool, cool. You wrote your list, and you turn it to a game, and it's and the, and the guy across the table goes, what, what's wrong with your army? He goes, the points are all wrong. The, the, the points are entirely wrong in your army. And you're like, what, what do you mean? And he said, no, you've got to buy this book to have the points. <laughs> and then you're like, what? I, I thought I just bought my codex. You're telling me I have to buy this chapter approved thing to get the actual points of my codex, which I just spent 30 quid on. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, this is fucking mental. This yeah. is a real problem. The, what you are describing is a real, real problem with uh, the game as it currently stands. Because I mean, I've been playing this game for like 25 years. I've like initiated a lot of people into it. Like I've yeah. seen groups like form and coalesce and then wither away. And uh, over the last couple of years, I've had some some new guys that I've been like training in and teaching them. Okay, well, this is what you need. And dude, it's gotten it's gotten so weird, yeah, you know, yeah. because the, it's like they'll be like, oh. Uh, did I get the right codex? And the, 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 the notion of like, okay, well, you got to go buy a codex. And then it's like, well, make sure you get the right one. And yeah, you have yeah. to like kind of drill it into their heads. Like I had a dude who wanted to play Chaos Marines in the first season of our uh, Crusade League, right? 
and he was like oh is this the right book and i'm like because they they released a second like a yeah. 2.0 version of the chaos marine book that had the same fucking cover yeah, yeah, yeah. except they <laughs> put a little two like a little roman numeral two down in the corner and i'm like you got to find that roman numeral two because if it if you get the one without it it's worthless you know what yeah. i'm saying and uh and and the fact that I had to explain this to a new dude who in good faith was like trying. Yeah. It's, 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 it's it's very vexing. Like a new guy that I, that I was introducing to the game, he bought a space Marine codex. And then like six months later, a new space Marine codex. Yeah. Yeah. He he had to spend $50 times two just to get the fucking like rules for his Uh, army. And then they started releasing codex supplements. And then it was like, Oh, uh, you'll play Raven. Isn't it? That's yeah, that's annoying so, as fuck. That. Yeah, so so say you've got so you say you've got your lovely uh, space marine codex, um, and you're like, oh, I, lo- I really like the look of these blood angel guys. So I, okay, I need to get my supplement for them. Um, and then you're like, okay, so there's campaign books as well I need to get because you've got stratagems <laughs> in there too. So okay, so I got my campaign book as well. Oh, actually, I like the look of that forgeal thing. Have you got them rules in for that? No, okay, so I need to get this forgeal book as well. So okay, so I've got now I've got my codex, I've got my supplement, I've got my forgeable book, I've got my campaign book, <laughs> and I've got my chapter approved. So can I play now? And it's like, yeah, okay, you've got, you've got two hundred pounds worth of rules, and then now you can play, which is good. Yeah. Uh, until I mean, until you, they bring out a new one, and then it's well, like, fuck <laughs> me, and uh, then FAQ. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. I, I, I think that that GW would counter our argument by saying like well you don't actually need all that stuff like the way that you guys are talking about playing the game assumes that having all of that is essential to play and that really if you're a new player you should be starting out at this low level and kind of almost like building like source books you should just get one book and then your friend gets one book but this idea that they have that that's how people are coming to the game where it's like two complete neophytes they've never played the game they're splitting a battle box they're each buying one codex they're only playing each other that's very unrealistic like if you go into gw and with say me and brendan went into gw not even knowing about games virtual they'd fucking tell you to buy all that shit they would put all them books in your hands and say you need to buy all this shit to play that game because that's how they fucking work well i mean i i I don't i don't know necessarily about that i feel like the the, because i mean this is a completely different subject but like like how a gw store works because there's like a, a, a financial incentive that those guys have to sell a lot of stuff but they definitely want to sell accessibility of the game if it like, and, and maybe I'm taking the question too literally, but like Paulo, if you and I went into a GW store and we both pretended like we didn't know anything about it, like the 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 guy at, at behind the counter would try and sell us a starter box. That would that's yeah. what they would, and they'd be like, everything's in the box, dude. It's got battle cards. It's got all the stats that you need just for the toys that are in the box. And then it would be like this kind of gotcha moment where we'd get home yeah, and we'd yeah, be real yeah. excited and we'd find out later that we actually yeah. were on the hook for like another five hundred dollars yeah. each. You yeah, know. Yeah. Exactly well, I effectively it. am a new player to 40k, right? I've yeah. been into this hobby for years and years and years, but I checked out around 450 this year. And I was like, I'll keep, I'll keep my eye on 40k, but I won't. I die. I can't say I've played it properly for a long time. So ninth edition, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna give it a go. I collected a couple of armies, kind of by mistake. Picked up the codexes, and I am, I have no idea what I'm looking at here. I literally have the codex of the Necrons here in front of me. <laughs> And it's kind of a contents page, but it's 49 pages into the book. 
and it sits. Then oh, splits up into Battleforge rules, detachment abilities, stratagems, and cryptic arcana. Then army rules, warlord traits, relics, powers of the Catan. Then match play rules, then crusade rules, then data sheets, then we'll get their points. And it's just like, what? I completely forgot about the different It's like talking to an insane person, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so many yeah. jargon words. Like, what the yeah. fuck? What, what even is that? That is mental. So then, then I was like, right, well, okay, do you want 9th edition? I'll keep to open play. That'll do me. I don't need match play. I don't need all that. Yeah. So do I use Battleforge rules? Is that open play? Are, are dynastic codes there under Battleforged? Is that open yeah. play? Yeah. If I use a dynastic code, do my opponent get to use his chapter tactic? Are they equal? What if they don't have chapter tactics? What if they're a fucking Ulfway army who is shit and they don't get their own stuff? It's like no one is actually the only person, Arbiter Ian, the YouTuber, has, has done quite a good, he's called it filthy casual play, where he's way right. more just drilled down and said, use this bit of your codex if you just want yeah. to play a dead easy game. And like stratagem wise, I think he's changed it. So I, I, oh, we're, we're going to get on stratagems, aren't we? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Just the fucking thing. But it's hard. I'm someone who's been playing this game since 1992. I started with Rogue Fucking Trader, and that is not an easy game. I think Ninth Edition is more complex. The game itself is Peter Piss. You got your movement. You need to roll over this to hit. You need to roll this to save, etc. But I, the game yeah, yeah. mechanically is fine. It. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. just. What do I do? What do it, I fucking well, do? I don't want to... No, 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 Brendan, you go ahead, wait, you go ahead. We've got go a ahead. minute left. Let me hold we'll hold that thought for one hot minute, Brendan. I'm going to send another invite. <laughs> okay, I'm going to... I, I got to use the head, so I'm going to catch up with you guys, okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. What the hell does that mean? A toilet, it's probably. The toilet, because on a boat, it's called a head. I don't know. The other one... Is on a I boat? Like, you on a boat? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the other one I like is uh, snapping off Bungle's finger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> Sorry to go on about this. And just command <laughs> protocols where every turn you've got to pick a different protocol, which is Mate, made up of it's two directives. It's <laughs> mental. It's yeah. so fucking insane. There's the same thing with the doctrines in the fucking... I don't know what the Admet ones are called. Um, mm -hmm. Dogmas, I think. Right, right. anyway, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to... I'm gonna, For this, for the purpose of this conversation as well, I'm just going to touch on power creep as well for a second. Yeah, so power creep is when... Um, as it as an addition, you know, as it, as it goes through an addition, the codexes that come out get better and better. That's accurate sometimes. It has been in the past, but it's really super accurate for ninth edition. Fifth edition suffered this from a lot with a little bit with the, the Grey Knights Codex and the Space Four Codex, but the codexes after that did 
balance out a little bit more. But um, for Night Edition, it's literally ramping and ramping and ramping. Stuff's just getting a bit stupid. So yeah, that's just that's what's happening as well. So keep this in mind. So the latest codex is Night Edition. Always gonna be like fucking kick ass and like mental. Yeah. So you've got you you've got your arm list. So we're ready to play now. Are you ready? <laughs> so. Yeah. Before, yeah. but wait, hang on though. Before we play, we've, we've got to have a look through our codex, haven't we? So we've got to have a look at our stratagems. Oh, we've yeah. got auras as well. So auras, I don't know if you know about auras. So a lot of characters have auras, which, oh God, interact with different keywords. You better describe it, can you? It's that fucking complicated. Yeah, it's, I do sound a bit <laughs> mental when I'm describing it. I sound like I'm drunk or something, so... Yeah, so different auras affect different things. So, say you've got a Space Marine um, captain. He has an aura. Uh, so, everyone within six inches whose core can reroll once to hit. So, yeah, that's one. Of, so, that's what an aura is. And um, there's different auras. So, a lieutenant does the same thing for core, but it's reroll once to hit wound. And so, there's different ones. Um, I why think, change um, that? Literally, why change it? I don't know. It's yeah, just, so, uh, that's, that's something as well so different auras can affect different things so you can have things that just affect heavy support or fast attack or core uh, right shit like that um and i was gonna say as well so with the things for stratagems there's a lot of got you moment i don't know what i think it's people call it got you yeah 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 it's a feel it's a feels bad in it yeah. So it's, there's a lot of feels bad stratagems where, like, if your opponent doesn't know about this, and bearing in mind, there's probably there's, there's at least three to five pages of stratagems in every codex, depending on how thick that bad boy is. So the other player sort of has to know those three to five pages of stratagems so they can fairly play your army. So do you, if you're playing 40k, do you tell your opponent what stratagems that you know are going to affect them because if you mm. do which you should do that's a long conversation yeah um do you know what i mean so i just yeah. it's just a fucking it, so basically to me what stratagems are uh they're like what the universal special rules used to do and obviously so there's some stuff above that but um the stuff like i don't know a furious charge kind of thing for a blood angels where you had plus one to hit or plus one attack and plus one strength or something like that. Normally, that would have been on their um, on their like codex entry. It would have said Furious Charge, but now you pay one command point and you get Furious Charge, for example. That's a super basic one, but that's what that's what it is. So in past editions, all you do is you say, oh, can I have a look at what that unit does? And you give them your codex and it's just one entry and it'd say, yeah, this unit's got this, it's got this, they've got this. And you know what that does because you know the universal special rules. Or yeah, yeah. take that time and look, and look it up during your turn in the in the BRB. But now you've got to say, oh, what does that unit do? I want You, know, you want to know what it kind of does so you can prepare for it. And he's like, okay, here's my data sheet. And let me just pass you all these strategies as well that they can do. And it's like, fuck me. That's a lot of like bookkeeping just for yeah. one unit. You can't explain to someone how, what your army does to even... Really, anyway, because like you say, you've got your um, the stratagems, and they, they can affect all sorts of different units. So you can say, well, yeah. this unit does this, but if you combine it with that and that, it's yeah. something completely yeah. different. And that's another uh, issue yeah. as well, that and that. You can do multiple mm-hmm. things on one unit, and it just like, it's almost like everyone's just, everyone's got fucking superpowers all of a sudden where you can buff a unit of fucking, I don't know, tactical marines out the wazoo, and they're just chinning everything. Yeah, and you've got, yeah, you've got that, auras that's, that's combined cool with that, stratagems. Yeah, it's like me and like, Tyler played the other day, and my dreadnoughts were literally on, they were shooting it down everything, they were unkillable, and I only had, what well, it was two dreadnoughts and two characters, and it's just like, mm-hmm. it's a bit fucking much. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, that, I, I think, I think that there was an idea 
when they created stratagems that made sense. And that, that the execution of that idea has been flawed. There was something about the game that really bothered me for years and years before eighth and ninth edition, where essentially when you bought a unit and you've de- you, this is what you've described already is that they had these kind of always on special rules, right? Yeah. And you had army wide special rules that were always on. And then you had unit specific rules that were always on. And there was also no way to turn them off in a, in yeah. a big, in a big uh, way, unless mm-hmm. you deleted the unit. Right. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of what happened in kind of like what you might call competitive play in the way that that existed in those years uh, which is a different beast than it is now, was people would try and figure out how to create an interlocking series of always-on rules yep. that like, could not be defeated, right? Yep. Or that were just statistically improbable to defeat. And there was something about that that really bothered me back then. I didn't like that. I didn't like how somebody would be like, okay, well, I have this plus this plus this, so good fucking luck now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, by creating a an economy, an action economy that you have to use to activate and deactivate those yeah. those rules, at first the great idea, isn't it? The strategies came out. I was like, that's great. Yeah. Like no more, no more of this. Like oh, everything just deep strikes, and everything yeah. is gonna deep strike right into my deployment zone and assault me turn one, and I'm the game is fucking over right after I set up, you know? But then that's created like a bunch of problems in that, in that you very rightly point out that it's very difficult for you to even know what to expect from your opponent's army, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even if they're being very transparent with you, yeah. unless you're like essentially like a gw scholar you don't know <laughs> what the fuck is going on you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. this is where i find... so let me take you back to the dawn of time to 1994 <laughs> um and there were in second edition there were things called strategy cards and these were a deck of cards you pulled from at the beginning of the game 40k and it would have stuff on and these were like these were proper feels bads there was one that was known as virus outbreak that was actually the studio told people to rip up eventually it was a card that you play and it drop a virus grenade it, you'd pick a unit enemy unit and you drop a virus grenade into the middle of them and that could literally wipe out armies we could wipe out orcs <laughs> wipe out imperial guard it was so fucking stupid so they were proper feels bads as you called it stratagems i can again i can understand the logic but there is a lot of kind of nice little there's a little bit of theming to them is that those little yeah. special bits yeah. I just think there's such a simple way of doing it. From another Games Workshop game, you, Necromunda uses the same thing. But what you do is, so say 40k, or it'd be really simple. Every 500 points, you pick one stratagem from your book, right? Yeah. yeah. You say, every 500 points, I've got a stratagem. So it might be land strike. There's a, there's a space marine battle cruiser above, and it can bring down a bombardment. And I picked that one. And you tell your opponent, I picked it. You hand them the little card that says it. So the opponent can play knowing that that's going to happen. It's yeah, not, yeah. oh, I've moved into this building, you have land strike to you, they're all dead. Oh, it's shit. If I rush the objective now, is he going to land strike or do I wait to the end of the game and do it? But then is he going to hold the land strike until then? If you make it that those things exist, but it's fair, as you say, it's not the got you. It's not the, oh yeah, actually these guys are tetrarchs and they've got the keyword dynastic and actually they've also got the keyword plasmid and they've got the keyword fucking yeah. panatech. Um, you are able to go once per game, this unit is going to be able to rapid fire. You know? Yeah, similar, yeah Your yeah, opponent similar. is allowed to go, cool, okay, I will watch out for that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that doesn't ruin the game. If your game relies on you going, ah, gotcha, yeah. that's yeah. not a good game. A good yeah, game is knowing what you are facing. 
that's what that is a lot of fun unless you've got like an umpire or something so if you said to me as a marine guy yeah do you know what actually i'm holding these guys off because i bought the stratagem fucking deep uh drop pot of salt yeah i can go cool i will prepare my strategy around that because i'm aware that you are able to do that i think that's way more fun than at some point oh yeah i'm just dropping three units behind you but you didn't know it so yep. you couldn't plan so and I, and I think you're really on to something rob which is that uh in this uh, this this style of play evolved in eighth edition because if you look at the first two codexes two three codexes of eighth edition space marines death guard whatever the fuck came after that the stratagems were a lot more limited there weren't that many of yeah, them yeah, yeah. and they were very like underwhelmingly Soft. powerful yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they were not like designed to upend how the game is played but then as the edition progressed it became clear to me that the design team saw the stratagem game as essentially a mini game that you'd be playing. It was this, it's, it's a mini game with cards that you're playing while well, you're playing. The gathering. Your you're yeah, like trying to up each other with different fucking cards, aren't you? In the game. It's very much like magic, the gathering. Yeah. And I really super duper don't like it. One, <laughs> one, one of the fixes that I think AOS has shown, and I don't know, here's the thing is there's a big asterisk next to this one because I, I have a feeling that we're going to see some problems at AOS because of this, because GW likes to release design shit into their, into their environment without really knowing what it does. So I think that we're going to see problems later on down the line. But one of the things I do like that they've done in AOS is that they limit their version of stratagems to characters. So like you, if, if something's going to happen, you know that it's going to come off of a character. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Heroic charge and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, they're they're the same ones available to all characters. To everybody, yeah. Everyone has the same heroic charge. I like that a lot more. Well, that's what happened at the beginning of 8th edition as well. Everyone had the same ones. And then I I think Brendan said, like, once the codices started coming out and people had their own stratagems, they were cool because they were very flavorful and they were quite fluffy in some bits. But then, yeah, as it just ramps up and ramps up. So do you think that could happen in AOS where they're going to get those kind of things? I I hope not. Like, they've released two Codex or Battle Tomes for for AOS, and I don't know if they have their own heroic actions in them. I don't think they do. I haven't heard that they do. I do. I, I, yeah. I, I really hope that they avoid that because the the stratagem mini game is just it, it's it's really really not fun and I yeah. think that they hit on maximum feel bads in eighth edition when they released the uh, stratagem the uh, agents of vect stratagem that they then mm. subsequently copied in uh, Gene Steeler Colts that has a different name, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's the same idea where, oh, you pay X command points to make something happen, and then I pay X command points and say it doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh my God, that's so yeah. unfun. That is yeah, so yeah. so desperately unfun that you just have, yeah. you're like, oh, counterspell. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. You know, like, I can't even fucking play this game, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. You're building your fucking army to be like, I need to get 16 battalions in, so I've got 10 squads of five guardsmen. And, you know, you're building, the miniatures are there to generate command points, it feels like. The army doesn't matter. It's your, you yeah. select your army to build up a pool of 16 well, fucking command points. And you're like, I mean, they did that in eighth. They, they changed the, they, it now. They changed it in ninth. So you don't have to right. do that anymore. Right. Yeah, Thank exactly. God, because that was, that was just such a bad idea. I think, I think yeah. that in ninth, they are showing that they, that they came up against the design wall 
on stratagems and how fun they can be. And they, 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 they found the tipping point where they actually start like influencing the game in a negative direction. But I don't think they've pulled back from stratagems nearly as much as they should have. I think they, they still are like, oh, it's a cool card mini game that you get to play uh, with your other game, you know? Also, the cards so I- cost 20 quid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, seriously. And if you start <laughs> yeah. getting into the, like, I mean, I hate to be, I don't want to be a conspiracy theory guy here, right? But like, I mean, I do have like a little bit of knowledge about how games are published. I'm in, I'm in that world a little bit, right? And uh, when you're talking about a low print run for a deck of 52 cards, and we're talking like 500 packs, say, a thousand packs, you're looking at about two bucks. Okay. Yeah. So, G- games workshop is printing way more than 500 packs way more than a thousand packs and so that means that their price point is way lower per pack mm-hmm. and they're selling them to you for 25 dollars right now so the fucking take home on that shit the fucking yeah. margin is huge it is absolutely fucking huge and somebody's gonna come on and they're gonna go oh well you gotta pay someone to design it you gotta say someone to lay it out in photoshop and it's like do you know how easy it is to lay out, lay out those cards in photoshop like seriously, that takes like one guy like two afternoons. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then it's just pure cream from there, pure cream. Right. I'm bringing you, I'm bringing you both back. I'm bringing you both back. <laughs> Sounds topic. Right, okay. So I'm gonna give you give you all another like example <laughs> similar to consolidation is why I think ninth edition is a little bit too complicated. So in fifth edition, you have something called independent characters which were characters you could attach to a unit, and then that unit soaked up the wounds for that character, it, very simply. In 8th edition, it changed. The independent character rule wasn't a thing anymore. What happened was your opponent couldn't shoot at a character unless it was the closest model, and then that changed again in ninth edition to where your opponent can't shoot a character unless it's the closest model I can't even explain it. So you <laughs> yeah, exactly, that. exactly. I was like waiting for you to be like, because this is a very nuanced rule. So your opponent can't shoot at a character unless it's the closest, or it can't shoot at it if there's three or more infantry models, or there's a tank or under nine wounds, or over nine. I don't, I don't even know it. I don't even know it. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I can't even explain it. But yeah, that's fucking Jesus mental to me. Christ. And that, that's yeah. not even like a niche rule. That's... You have at least that's fundamental, right? Yeah, you have two characters in every fucking game, every game at least. Yeah, that to me, that that is just like, why Uh, have you complicated it that much? No, I I think, dude, dude, yeah, because it's it's there for a good reason, a real good reason, and I don't mind it at all. I I don't mind the additional the additional problems that it causes because the problem that it was fixing was ruining the game. You know what I'm saying? I get that, but at a competitive level, I do get that. But when I'm ex- when I'm explaining that to a new player, mm. and they look at me so blankly, and I'm just like, okay, I can't shoot you unless you're the closest thing. I give yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, even actually, sorry, I've got a two command point uh, sniper stratagem. Yeah, that yeah. my can do, and they can pick anyone. So yeah, that's you can't do that. Sorry. Yeah, and I yeah, bend them I over the table and just fuck them. Your buddy who is going to kind of wince at having to learn the rule of you can't pick out the independent character is going to be real fucking happy that he never has to have the experience of having like a Death Star of Black yeah, yeah. Templars like rolling up on you of like, oh, here's, a, here's 40 fucking Black Templars in one unit and they're like, they have three independent characters in them, uh, each one with an aura that affects yeah. the unit. And like literally, there's like just nothing you can do about this unit. You just can't. You they are undefeatable. You know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not say saying that, it's a bad rule. 
But I've just seen it's a complicated one. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen the new codex yet, Brendan. You have no idea what they're going to be doing. Because Brendan, they're 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 behind thirty terminators in one squad. That's that's a lot of wins. That's ninety wins of a two plus save to get past Brendan. At that point, you might as well not even bother playing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I take your point. I take your point. Just, and, uh, I feel like it's an overcomplicated rule, is all. That sounds. But I do mad. know why it's. In, I do know why it's there. But why when, is it in there? For, 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 for a layman, for what Brendan, why is for what it Brendan, for what Brendan said, it's just so it's a little bit easier to kill those characters. They're not just right. immortals behind right, right, right. kind of things. Got you. Right, Got you. right. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the death the death stars and the hidden characters and just the way that you could manipulate the positioning of characters on the board so that they that never shit. once they, it becomes a game of geometry, it can fuck off. But again though, it's not even like it stops that because it still happens. It's just right. easier to yeah. kill them. But not that but, much yeah. easier though. It's like it's basically like if you're losing, then yeah, you're gonna get characters sniped easier. But if you're winning, there's seriously no chance you're still killing them. Right. So yeah, right. Let's go on to another Have we started the game yet? Have we started? No, 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 no. <laughs> because, because, Rob, you wanted yeah. to have a, a Chaos Sorcerer as your uh, HQ. Yeah, absolutely. So, let, so let's talk about the Psychic Phase. Oh. So Psychic Phase is a new phase. Oh, not a new phase. It is for me, anyway. It was, I think it was introduced in 6th edition. It was um, old. I think there was a Psychic Phase in 2nd and then they canned it oh, off for a few editions. Don't even talk about the 2nd Ed one. But you want to talk about Magic the Gathering? It had its own card deck, and you pulled hands, and you made the best power. Fucking shit! You got to skip that. We're not doing. Second <laughs> right, we will skip, skip to the end. So, yeah, the psychic phase. So, there's a lot of cool things you can do in the psychic phase. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to talk about mortal wounds because to me, mortal wounds is another feels bad thing, especially for a new player. Whenever I explain this to someone, they're always like, "What?" Oh, that, that, that's not very fair. I'm like, well, yeah, I know. Take him off. Really? So people people object to mortal wounds that you've encountered? Yeah, oh, yeah of course. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's one of those things where, like, for a new player, it's like, you've got your cool little army, and when stuff dies, it's shit in it. You learn, you learn how to deal with that as you, like, progress. At least you're allowed a, a save. When you're exactly. start, starting out and you get a save for something, it's like, all oh, right, yeah. I didn't make the save. I'll take it off. But when you fucking don't get a save, some yeah. shit box fucking sorcerers just death bolted you, and you're like, Well, okay, I've, <laughs> I've just spent ages painting it. We've just spent four hours fucking setting up, and the first turn, I've got an unsavable wound on it. I've got to take it off. It's fucking bollocks. before you've even shot me. Before so, yeah, that's all, that's all I, was, I, I just think it's like one of those. I, 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 that's just in my experience that I've seen players react to it because I play a lot of Harlequins and Eldar. It's just one of those things where players go, um, oh, What do you mean I get no save? What you mean he's just dead? I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, he's just dead, and it's just one of those horrible things to say to someone. It's like, yeah, he's dead. Fucking take him off. But yeah, what, 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 what have you, what do you think to that, then, Brendan? Because you had a different reaction to it. Uh yeah, I quite like mortal wounds. I think mortal oh, I, wounds. I do like him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it I, feels bad. I, I see. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think it's a. F- okay, here. I, I think that the the insane kind of like inflation that we've seen on mortal wounds is a bit eyebrow raising. Like. The way that there's certain armies that can just kick out scads and scads of mortal wounds, and then there's other armies that just don't. I yeah. think that uh, the, it needs to be an environment where there's like 
tons of mortal wounds for everybody or they're very rare for everybody. And then that keeps things, it keeps people feeling good about the institution of the mortal wound. But like when you look at how they function in the game where they do get around armor and they also get around toughness because there's not yeah. like, you don't have to roll the hit with them. You don't have to roll the wound. They just happen based on like another in-game effect. You can actually, they're, they're actually very strategic in how you apply yeah. them. So you can kind of look at a threat on the battlefield and kind of assess like, well, I might not necessarily have guys over here. My infantry are incapable of, of dealing with this threat, but then I have uh, another set of units that might be like really good at kicking out mortal wounds and they'll be able to get around that. Like, like yeah. again, like you were saying, the Terminators, uh, like toughness five terminators with like really good armor saves, right? Yeah. Lots of wounds. Well, mortal wounds will take care of those guys or a, or a really big dreadnought. Um, I, I, I think mortal wounds are way more fun than essentially these very high damage weapons that we've seen coming from like, like, Oh, uh, I'm a fucking, I have a melted gun that does like, you know, D six plus four damage, like with yeah. every shot. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do about that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I would much rather have be like, Oh, I take a mortal wound because you rolled a six to hit. than have someone be like, Oh, well you just failed your armor save. Now your guy takes like literally 10 wounds and you just pick him up off the board. Like, like, like eradicators versus mortarian. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, it was fun painting mortarian, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think they're good if you shout mortal wounds in the style of the Mortal Kombat advert from 1997. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Wounds. Dun, 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 dun. I agree. Good. I think that's solid. Yeah, so I get, I, yeah, I do like mortal wounds. Moving on. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to ignore that. So, um, as there's another thing with mortal wounds, though. they're not just in the psychic phase, you can do them in other phases. There's a thing called, I think it's called like a Volkite cannon or a Volkite blaster, which shoots, basically just shoots mortal wounds. Right, um, yeah. Harlequins have one too called a Haywire blaster. And that's when it gets like a bit stupid to me. Uh, I even play Harlequins and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty fucking shit. But it's one of those things where if you are a Harlequin player, that's one of the things you have to use just to be able to play the game. Um, if someone's got vehicles and you need that kind of haywire to be able to kill them, but at the same time, you're like, yeah, this is total fucking bullshit. I'm <laughs> killing this dude right now. I mean, it is and it isn't. When I mean, like, maybe I'm maybe I'm drilling a little down too deep into the specifics of your example, but like a basic ass Harlequin, like your most generic run of the mill troop choice Harlequin is like 23 points or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. And like someone might be putting like nine point pox walkers, like just all over the board, just like fucking scads of them. And so the amount of damage, the amount of potential damage that a individual Harlequin needs to be able to kick out has to be much higher yeah. than than a pox walker you know so when you get into like hyper elite armies that like like harlequins that that again perform very very well in say like competitive environments yeah, yeah. um they, I, I don't begrudge them i don't begrudge them their unbelievably powerful mortal wound output another thing about harlequins in particular is that they're very hard to use they're yeah. like i mean like people, people like pro players, quote unquote, do super well with Harlequins. But if you just hand it to some schlub who like just started playing uh, GW last week and you say, 
hey, this army is super powerful. Play with it. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. They can't win. They can't win with Harlequins because yeah. of fucking toughness three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, with like shitty points. armor saves. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I think Harlequins are, I think Harlequins is a weird example because they are a field bad army because it, it, it just feels like total bullshit what you're doing to the person. Right. Um, yeah. You have a strong case. But but then it's but then it's one of those things. It's like, as you say, my my dudes are twenty four points. You don't know what I have to do to be able to put out the amount of damage. I, I'm I'm playing my I'm playing Solada right now, trying to trying to do this, and you're just stood there like with your Marines, not even fucking caring. I've just bounced off you, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Th- this gets down kind of into how GW designs games, which is that like. It ain't like chess, you know what I'm saying? It's not like every each army is equal. Yeah, they're equal within this context of the game, where it's like, yeah. and, and and let's be honest, like, fucking Space Marines is the most chumpy army that there is. Like anybody yeah. can play Space Marines. It says right on the card what it is you're supposed to do. All their abilities are always on. They don't need a bunch of fucking finessing and hand holding. They're just innately fucking good. And if you just if you just say things like, "Oh, I run forward, I shoot, I get into hand to hand combat, I do the basic things that the game is designed to do," you'll do very well playing Space Marines. Whereas if you want to play like Gene Steeler Colts, or if you yeah, want yeah. to play Harlequins, you want to play something fucking weird, like you're gonna be sitting there with like rivulets of sweat running down your face, yeah, like yeah. every fucking round, trying to just keep up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things as well where, when you do something good with one of those armies, and the other person looks so pissed off, it's like you don't know what I've just done to do that. And it's yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah, and it's maybe, true. maybe maybe that's just me, as because I, I do play, I play quite a lot of new players, and I and I'm like, I, I just and I'm, I almost expect them to just like fucking table flip, and I'm like, oh mate, like whatever, right? We're going into the next one anyway. So you've 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 read the book, you've read the rule book. Your codex, you, you've, you've memorized your codex, you know, you know, like front to the back. Right, it's time to roll for missions. Okay, so we're going to play, um, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck it is, Open War or whatever it's fucking called. So in ninth edition, it was probably one of the, it probably is the first edition where the missions are directly correlated to like competitive play. They're very competitive driven. Um, so there's like primary objectives, secondary objectives, and I think there might even be tertiary objectives in some cases. And you've got to choose your own secondary objectives. And the primary objective depends on what mission you've rolled. Uh, each mission has a different deployment and so each mission also has a different secondary objective. Yeah. Um, secondary objectives gives you different amounts of points um, up to 15. And I think the primary objective gives you a different amount of points depending on how many objectives you've captured up to 45. Um, yeah, and that's it. So I'm just going to say, I'm going to put the question out. Do you think that's a good thing, that competitive play impacts basement gaming so much? No, I think it's shit. I think, I think missions, I hate, I hate it, the, the sterilization of the game in terms of the, the, the role-playing element's gone so far away that it's like, oh, cool, so we're fighting. What are we fighting about? Well, I'll roll on a table. Okay, cool. And it, it's really sorry. This, this this is coming out as absolute nonsense, but um, I find it so sterile that there's no story behind the battles when people are playing yeah. like that. No narrative. It, is there? It's just ran, it's just a random no narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I and it's like, so why should I care? I think mission generation is so boring. Like, and everyone forgets by turn two anyway what they're doing. It just does yeah, what yeah. they're doing anyway. I it, it's I find it really sad in a way. I I it just. 
no, I hate it. I really hate it. And because that's now default and has been default for years and years and years, it just means it, it's the old fantasy battle where everyone just line up and then walk towards each other. And it's just like, cool, don't care. Uh, but 40k is the same, but now it's just we line up and walk towards each other and, and maybe I'll score this objective, maybe you will, but it doesn't matter because you tabled me in turn two. So who cares what the objective was? I'm tabled, you know? Yeah. What do you think, Brendan? Um, all right. Well, I have some kind of nuanced opinions on this. Like my uh, my my first my first, opi- <laughs> my first opinion. My first opinion. My first opinion is that <laughs> when you talk about the matched play missions, I agree a hundred percent. But I also don't think that anybody other than competitive people should be playing the match play missions. Uh, new th- ninth edition has come out for it's been out for fourteen months at least. I haven't played a single match play mission. I don't even know what's in them. I only play crusade missions or like wacky other missions that like I play with that open war deck where you just like oh, you mate. shuffle cards and you throw things down and so good. You, you make mm, a wacky mission really really because, good. because um, to me, I have no interest whatsoever in the competitive mm. missions. I think, and, and the idea that they need to be so, somehow balanced for competitive play, like that's fine for those guys. I'm, I'm totally fine to let them have it. I think it's interesting also that when GW was looking at the sales of the General's Handbook 2021, or not, or whatever the fuck they call it, Chapter Approved 2021, yeah, it was it was a huge drop in in their from their usual um, their usual right. sales of that book, and that's and one of the reasons that a lot of people pointed to was because at this point Chapter Approved is just for competitive players, like it right. just has the competitive missions in it. And every, there, there's nothing else in it except for competitive players. And it just turns out that that scene is not nearly as big as they have been telling us all these years. The competitive players love to tell us that they are the ones who guide the meta and they're the ones who define the outer reaches of the game. And they just don't. They're a very small group. We don't have to play by their rules. There's like a whole bunch of other cool shit in the book. We don't need the fucking chapter approved missions. So I don't play with them now. The nuance that comes with this is that I think, as you were saying in the previous section about how the core rulebook is laid out, they've made a real hash out of telling a new player like what this game is. And if you don't have another human being in your orbit, in your play group that is telling you like, oh, no, we don't play by the general's handbook rules or whatever, you might be convinced by watching on YouTube that the competitive missions are the only missions and that somehow open play or narrative play are like bullshit, non, non-relevant types of Warhammer. But to me, I think those are the, I think those are the games people play the most. Honestly, I think people play that stuff way more than they play the like match play missions, which, which I agree are sterile and suck and fuck them. I don't want them, you know? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Do you, have you ever played that? I will go back to what Rob said before about that he likes all the games have like a story behind it kind of thing. Mm. So yeah, I agree. But there's also a thing of like I want this game to be fun. We're gonna have fun tonight. Yeah. So there was a there was something called I think it was called Maelstrom of War. I, I think <laughs> people call it like Drunken Commander. Or Drunk Commander, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, that game is so fucking good. If ever, if anyone's played, if if yeah. you're struggling for 40k, I recommend playing that. It's similar to what yeah. Brendan was saying about the open war. It's just quite quite random, and um, it's like hard to have a shit time playing it because yeah. it's just so fucking mad. 
So yeah. yeah, I think me and Paolo are going to be playing that when we play 40k. Do you know what? I think that feels more 40k because it's a mad yeah, universe. Yeah. It's not yeah, sensible. Yeah. So you can imagine this Imperial commander being like, right, take that bunker. So take the bunker. No, the other bunker. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> you know, just yeah, like, yeah. really, exactly. I, yeah, I think that is a lot. Of, I think there is, I, what I don't think, I think this is where I differ very much from a lot of people is, and I'm not going to say I don't care who wins in ter- like in a, actually, I'm above that, but I could play a game of 40k for, say, four hours kind of thing, where shit just comes back alive and we just keep playing. It really doesn't matter. You just keep yeah, playing yeah. the game for four hours. You say, between two and six, we're going to have a game of 40k. And, you know, Mortarian gets fucking tabled turn one. All right, well, he's going to come back in a bit. Or, you know, maybe not Mortarian, but, you know, just keep playing because what you're doing is playing with your friends. It's not like when you're a kid, you play Lego. You were like, right, we've got two hours. And at the end of this, whoever's built the best castle has won. It's still, uh, you're playing. And I do think the while I think there's too much, there is too much focus on the winning that doesn't matter. And as you say, something like Maelstrom War is bullshit because you could do whatever you want, but then it turns out that the objective at the back is actually worth 16 victory points. You're like, all right. Yeah. So, good. <laughs> so it, it teaches you that kind of just, it doesn't fucking matter. You're pushing yeah, toys yeah. around. The, 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 the joy is the experiencing it with someone else. It's not the, the actual, the match is purely a, a framework to hang the enjoyment around. It shouldn't be all about the match. It's who this. I think you've just nailed it there, mate. I mean, we, me and Connor mentioned this on um, Human Energy that it's very, very dependent on who you're playing. If if when me and Connor play, we literally we just fucking get some scram, get some tins of pop, roll some dice. It, it, like you say, it doesn't matter who wins. We're just pushing models around, seeing what see what happens. But if your mates are like fucking going, got, getting netlists, and then they're rolling up with these netlists and trying to win, and you just want to fucking eat eat a kebab. And have a tin of coke and talk some shit. That's when that's when things start going wrong, isn't it? I think yeah. it's choosing a lot of this is really based around choosing yeah. the right opponent and the right gaming group for your your style. Yeah, because you're gonna have a bad. As we mentioned earlier with RPGs, if you're playing a horror RPG, with people don't want to play horror RPG. You're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. yeah. Same with yeah, 40k. Yeah. You don't want to tell the story. You and your you want to tell the story, and your opponent is literally like, "Yeah, I've got a Taldar list because my Tau and you're just like, "I don't know what that means." You're yeah. gonna have a bad time um, yeah. because it's a social thing. It's a social contract, social hobby. So you have a little chat. Also, Wait. do you really want a kebab? Because that is like three times you've now mentioned a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think back in 2007, I was playing Warhammer in this way where I would like really grind my teeth if I felt like at the end of the game, I had been like denied my strategic victory <laughs> by some kind of wacky thing that had just emerged because of dice on the like last round of the game you know i was the kind of guy who would like leave the game store all like cheesed about that you know and like somewhere in the intervening time i think a lot of it kind of really happened when i was coming back into warhammer and i really started hanging out with you connor and your dad and like paulo like dungeon punks guys really getting a sense of how like brits play the game where it's just kind of like the the point of the game is to is it's a fun thing that you organize your friendship group around. It's not the game itself is not the end. You know, the, the victory itself is not the, is not the end goal. And now I run my gaming groups where it's like, this is just an excuse to have a bunch of dudes over and order some pizzas and crack some beers. And Mm -hmm. like, 
and, and of course it's a frame of reference that we can all talk about and it has its highs and it has its lows. It has its annoyances. And it's like, it's like shared little, uh, controversies and that's all fun. That's like really fun stuff, but that's the point of it. The point isn't like that. I'm like three, no, with my soul blight grave Lords, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a, well, that's a beautiful end. I was going to go yeah. into uh, how could we fix it, but I literally can't be asked because we've recorded for about two hours already. So we've got a minute of this left. So, uh. right, mate, cheers, cheers for coming on. That was actually, that was, that was better than I thought it was going to be discussion wise. Yeah. Cheers for that. Thanks, got thanks for having us, man. Yeah, yeah. That works. <laughs> I knew there's a reason we invented, we invited these guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was great. It's just, free, it's just free content, free content. Yeah. For us. We should do one about what would you change. That'd be a good one, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great topic. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that next time, then, boys. Yeah. Good start, Thanks right. for having us on. Really appreciate you. Do you want to do any shout-outs before we go? My mum, my dad, uh, everyone at work, um, and Master. And yeah. p- please listen to Rum Fire if you like yeah. this. Oh, I'll delete that follow. All right. Enjoy your Sundays, boys. All right. Cheers. You too, Thanks Cheers. for having us. Late. All right. Bye. Bye.